Hi. Hi. Um, I'm Liza. I'm Riz. And this is the Little Sleep Much Reading Podcast. And finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol, best movie of all time, question mark? Is that your favorite Christmas movie? Of course. Okay. What's so, yours? Mine's boring. Is it A Wonderful Life? No, I really like White Christmas. You say one more time? I really like White Christmas. Oh, it's cute. I like all the costumes. I think they're really pretty. Yeah, that's a good answer. I I only judge people. This is the three answers I judge people. Mm-hmm. Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. Miracle on 34th Street, Yep. and Die Hard. Yeah, no. I'm not None accepting of those. any of those as an answer. You can tell me literally anything. You could tell me the stupidest movie ever, and I'd be like, period. Trolls Holiday. Yes. My second favorite Christmas movie is tied for A Year Without a Santa Claus and um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey version. That's good. Those are both really good. And I love mm-hmm. The Year Without a Santa Claus. Um, You need to watch P2 on Tubi because it's one of my new favorite horror movies of all time. What is Tubi? Tubi's like a free movie website, but it's not illegal. Oh, why? It has ads. And there's some kind of deal that they have with different film companies, I think, where they can show the movies. So movies come and go from Tubi really, really quick. So you can catch them. So like, for example, like I tried to watch Silent Night, Deadly Night because I saw it on there like two days ago. And when I went to watch it, it was already gone. So make sure P2 is still on there. But it was so good. I've watched three Christmas horror movies this year. I watched that one. I watched Better Watch Out, which was pretty good. It's Mm -hmm. newer. And then I watched Dead End, which was very, it was borderlining on a little bit too disturbing for me. And it was also kind of just like not the best. Um, Mm -hmm. But P2 is amazing. You have definitely have to watch that. And it was a real Christmas horror movie. Like Dead End, you kind of forget that it's taking place on Christmas. And then Better Watch Out did not need to take place on Christmas. Mm, Okay. Um, But P2 is like, it's so good. It's so good. It's like. I don't know. Like, I haven't watched anything scary in a hot minute. You have to. I know. I just haven't been, like, watching anything. Isn't that weird? They should make a... No, actually, never mind. (laughs) I was going to say they should make a movie of Nosferatu, and then I said... No. (laughs) They did. They did? It's a TV show. Did you watch it? Honestly, I... 
Wait, what'd you say? I kind of like the TV show a little bit better. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know why I liked it better. I can't exactly pinpoint it. I don't know if it was that I really liked the way the girl who played Vic played her or if it was that I felt like the way that they told the story made sense a little bit more in the show. But I saw that, yeah, I obviously watched the show first and you should watch it. It's a slay. I can't imagine them being able to pull it off for the screen. Do you know what I mean? Who's that guy? Um, Oh, Zachary Kinto is Charlie Meg. Yes, yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. I just couldn't remember his name. Oh, my God. And the guy from The Bear is in it, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to watch it. Oh, that's but... so fun. Do you, do you think... Do you think they should redo Horns? Here's the thing. I really like the idea of Daniel Radcliffe being Ig. Because he's he reminds me of Iggy, yeah. Yes, and he was he didn't do a bad job. No. He did what he was given. Mm-hmm. Um it's just yeah, they did a bad job. But he I really want him to be Ig. I don't I didn't really like the girl who they cast as Marin. Also, um, how old are they supposed to be? I thought that they were in like their early twenties. I did too. Because I'm like, maybe Mike Flanagan should redo it because I can mm-hmm. see doing a good job with it and he already has like his connection with Stephen King. Right. Then he could cast Igby, then is the name of the actor of that boy who's in Midnight Club and um Fall of the House of Usher. And I think he could actually be pretty good. Oh, I love him, actually. He's quite young, but then again, I feel like they were supposed to be like 22, 23. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't like the guy who they cast as Lee. No. I wish that the guy who they cast as Terry played the guy who played Lee, but I think he looked too old. Yeah. But I don't know. He was blonde and he fit the bill more. Because I always... I guess he's not clean cut enough to be Lee. No. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. It's Christmas. Equimus. Merry Christmas. I saw somebody post that and they were like, can we decide that this year Merry Christmas is no longer funny? (gasps) And I said, let me see. (laughs) I like it. Also, my new favorite TikTok audio is um, that it will make a perfect gift for Christmas. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Oh, my God. It's like a little boy. And I don't know if he has like a YouTube or something. And I don't know what his deal is. Um, but it's this adorable little boy. And then everybody's been like reusing the audio for just the funniest stuff going. It would make a perfect gift for Christmas. I love that. That's so cute. It's so cute. Um, Shout out to my boss, Jenna. I know you don't listen to my podcast, but Jenna got me, she thrifted me three 
I don't know if they're Goosebumps or Fear Streets. I got to look at them again. But they're like old like covers. So they look so cool. That's like, awesome. Like the cool, like corny teen covers. And, oh my God. I that is so fun. So shout out Jenna. Was there a Goosebumps Christmas? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there has to be. Yeah, I feel like there was. There has to be. I feel like there was. Um, did, have we ever talked about the fact that Black Christmas is technically the first slasher? I think that we did during the slasher yeah. that I did, but I don't remember. That's crazy. That is crazy. Thank you, Christmas. <laughs> Every time it gets around Christmas time, um, I start to get really scared and paranoid because I'm me and I think about that um that that scary case that I heard on Morbid where the guy the kids answer the door and it's Santa Claus. Ooh. And he kills their entire family. Ooh. Christmas is so scary. And if anything, the book I read for this episode just proves that. I believe it. Christmas is just Halloween round two, if you yeah. let it. And we honestly should. We should. Also, I think people on TikTok have started to embrace like the dark academia, like Victorian Christmas aesthetic. Mm. Is really fun. Yeah. Um, because Charles Dickens slayed um and wrote a christmas horror story so but i hadn't realized when i mm-hmm. i learned reading my book this week that he was just playing into the t- tradition christmas time was always in victorian times a time of telling ghost stories so on christmas eve or christmas day you'd gra- gather in the parlor room or, or whatever and people would like tell their best ghost stories and around that time of year, the newspaper would post like mini um, ghost stories as well. And then Charles Dickens was just like, oh, slay, I'm going to write a Christmas carol and did the three ghosts. Um, and it was also because he saw like a gravestone that had a name that was very similar to Ebenezer Scrooge. And he was like, that's such a good name. I have to make a character around that. And that's also how the Christmas carol happened. That but- poor guy. I know that poor man let him rest um but yeah isn't that crazy that it was always it was spooky even before Charles Dickens wrote Christmas Carol I love that why though well people use I don't know why they were telling ghost stories but the other fun fact I learned is that nowadays in a lot of different cultures and since the beginning of time it was thought that All Hallows Eve was when the dead could walk freely on earth. Um, so like in like pagan religion and then also like May 1st is the other time where the dead can walk freely on earth. And then for like um, Mexican people, it's November 1st. But some people used to believe that Christmas was the time when the ghosts could come. Oh. So you would set out a table setting for the dead and that might be the reason why you set out cookies for santa cool because you're trying to like appease the spirits um and i think that's what like a soul cake is too because the other weird thing is i'm sorry i'm getting into my book a little bit too fast but i like it 
they used to you used to carol singers and kids and stuff used to knock on people's doors around christmas time and act ask for treats or a soul cake which maybe was some kind of mince pie i don't know and then that got turned into halloween as well so it all used to kind of just be happening around the same time period in in europe it was it was all happening around christmas time um isn't that crazy Mm-hmm. really weird i'm gonna love that yeah santa's just like santa is just the spirit of christmas he really is this and that's so cunty that's such a good way to describe it to your kids if they find out he's not real like a little too early you know what i mean mm-hmm. that he's a ghost then who who the f is krampus he, I don't know who he is, but he's slaying. So yeah, that's a sneak peek of my, of my book, I guess. We love Liza book. I, um, I'll just say what I read now. I read, let me pull up the title. Well, I listened and it was a very fun listen Um, to, also, let me say this. I, I committed to this episode because I went through three different books in order to find one that was worth talking about. So I read Thistlefoot and I didn't love it. Um, and then I read, I listened to like two stories from, let's see what it was called. I just, I think I removed it from my device. Um, so I don't even fucking have it. Um, oh, The Haunting Season. I listened to like three stories from that and it was just bad. Aww. So... I stopped that. So I read, listened to The Scary Book of Christmas Lore by Tim Rayborn. And I'm so glad I did that because it was really, really fun. And it's 50 different terrifying Yuletide tales from around the world. So it's nonfiction. Um, and they were each like five minutes long. And it was so much fun. Wow. What was his name, Tim? Tim Rayborn. Slay, Tim. Thanks for that. Hey, Tim. So that's what I did. I read from one of our favorite writing men, Mr. Joe Hill. Joe Hill, if you're listening, I will send you my pinky in the mail. I will chop it off. I will chop a piece of it off. You want some pinky skin? I will send it to you in the mail. All I want. Can I please have a signed edition of Horns? Please. I looked online and not for a signed edition, but I looked online for like special edition copies of Horns. Yeah. And they had the most beautiful ones. And now I can't find them. Because like, can I tell they're just sold out. They just sold out so fast and I want them. I'll tell you a secret. I don't like the cover of Horns. I like the cover, but I think the problem is I have the hardcover version of your paperback version, and mine is shiny in places. Yeah. And I like that about it. But they had um, an edition that was like a leather-bound edition. They had one that was illustrated, and it was kind of cool. They had one that was written entirely in Morse code. I'm like, can I have one of each, please? 
Have you seen that TikTok trend where you rebind your own books? Yeah. I'm it scared looks really to do hard, that. but that's fun. But I'm also like, we did that in school. We should we should we know how to do it. <laughs> we can figure it out. It can't be that hard. Also, you're really artistic anyway, so I think you could figure it out. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> but yeah, Joe Hill Christmas Slay. Yes. Oh, I read Nosferatu. Sorry, I didn't read Horns. I read Nosferatu by Joe Hill. And he so, ate him right the fuck up. So good. Not as hard as he ate with Horns, but mm-hmm. um, so far, there. I have high hopes for Heart Shaped Box. Everyone says that Heart Shaped Box is his best. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. I feel like no one ever talks about Horns. It's just me. I also think people don't, first of all, I don't think it's scary enough for most people. Which I would argue that it's the scariest one. It's scary because it's not trying to be scary. Like, it's scary because it's about, like, A, it's devastating. B, it's like, can you imagine your family telling you all these terrible things that you'd never wanted to hear? No. That's horrifying. That's what kind of happens in that movie Dead End I was talking about. Mm. It's really weird. It's like a time loop. And I don't I don't get it. Like, it wasn't a full-fledged enough story for them to explain why everything was happening the way that it did. Um, but at one point, like, the girl's parents just started, like, saying, like, true things that they had tried to, like, hide before. Scary. And it was really disturbing. Um, so what's up with that? <laughs> we don't like that. Well, we don't like that. That's not for me. I want my parents to lie to me forever. <laughs> Period. And Santa is still real. So you heard it here. Mm-hmm. I'm just making sure. Sylvie still believes in Santa Claus, right? Oh, yeah, he loves Santa. Thank God. He loves Santa. You got to keep that up because that is the magic of Christmas. He was so excited to see Santa. He did. Um, He touched the elf on the shelf. <gasps> but like he 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 like brought like he picked it up and like brought it to us. And we were like, you're not supposed to touch elf alpha. And yeah, his name's elf alpha. And so we had to go online and figure out how to fix him and bring his magic back. And we decided that we you have to like lay him in cinnamon overnight. Oh. So Auntie volunteered to do the cinnamon circle. So obviously I did a pentagram. Of course. Of course. You need a picture? <laughs> of course I did. I'll send it to you. Please do. Um but but yeah, we explained to him you cannot touch alfalfa because then he loses his magic. And how is Santa yeah. supposed to know that you're being good? Yeah. But yes, he loves Santa Claus and Yay, it's all very exciting me. to him. Wait till you tell him about all the ghouls and goblins that I'm gonna that I learned about this week. Really scare the pants off. <laughs> I mean, we love to terrify children. It's, it's honestly one of my favorite things. 
Um, do you want to go first or shall I? Up to you, best friend. What was last? Oh, last week was Brittany. So, okay. So, you, why don't you go first this time? Okay. Slay. So, I read... I- I read Nosferatu by Mr. Joe Hill. Um, so readability, I gave it a 7.5. I listened to it and the lady was doing all kinds of voices. And I feel like she's going to need like a hot tea after that one. Um, but I, it's kind of long and I went through it pretty fast, like only a couple of days and i listened to it nonstop. it was so fun um one thing that joe hill does that i think is really interesting none of the chapters are like not most of them aren't particularly long and he separates them by place which is really cool and i thought that probably makes his chapter shorter because people are moving from place to place a lot of times um for writing you know I gave Mr. Joe Hill an 8 for that writing because it's so good all of the time. Oh. Yeah, well, okay, I'll say it after. For format, um, nothing really experimental was going on except, like I said, organizing the chapters from place to place, which is slay. Shelf worthy, read it again. I gave this an 8.5. Here's why, my friends. Because if you love Mr. Joe Hill, you're going to like this book. And it also has a connection to horns in it, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. And I think because of that connection, it like opened up my hunger for horns again. And I could see me going and rereading horns and then rereading Nosferatu again. So I think this is a book that I might come back to at some point, even if it's just to read like one chapter here and there. Um, And also, like, I kind of am in the mood to read all of Joe Hill's books right now. So I might do that. Um, So I think it's something that you could have on your shelf. And especially like. This book is a Christmas horror book. That isn't like obnoxiously traditionally Christmas. Um, and I'll talk about that at the end when I talk about plot. Um, not plot, but at the end when I give you the plot. For the plot, I gave it a seven. And for characterization, I gave it a seven. Okay, let me talk about it overall. So this book is pretty much about a serial kidnapper and murderer, I would say. His name's Charlie Manx. And he somehow brings kids out of reality and into his thoughts in this imaginary world called Christmas Land. Meanwhile, there is a young girl named Vic McQueen, and she has a bike that she can ride over a bridge that doesn't exist anymore, to find lost things. So, obviously, she gets into 
mess with Charlie Manks and lots of things happens and she goes to find the lost things, mainly her own kid. Whatever. But um So, yeah, this book has a lot of weird Christmas things in it. Like, again, obviously, he's bringing the kids to Christmas land. He is some kind of, like, strange Krampus in a way. His sidekick is this guy named Bing after Bing Crosby. And he's kind of a big man who wears a gas mask, which reminds me a lot of Santa's beard. Um... I he like has gas somehow like with him like I understand how he obtains the gas it's his job but like he somehow has gas with him which I'm like is he carrying it in a big sack is he supposed to be like some other version of a corrupted Santa and then Charlie makes his Krampus perhaps perhaps um the gas that he has is like gingerbread smoke they call it um i think like the really unsettling parts of this book were like there are times when christmas music is just playing and people are like hmm that's really weird why would they be playing jingle bells in august and like i think that that's so scary because i could see that happening and people being like, oh, that's strange, but not really questioning it. Meanwhile, something really bad is happening. Like, to hear Christmas music in a month that's not Christmas music is just strange. But I think that now it'll actually, like, actively creep me out. Because what does it actually mean? What's actually happening? Um... So, yeah, I like that it's Christmas and not an overly Christmas way. I think the plot is really unique. It's very original. Um, I mean, sure, it boils down to man, kidnap, kid, lady, find, kid. Sure. But, like, the aspects of Christmas land, the way that he goes through it, his characters, they're all really different. Um, personally, I love Vic McQueen. Is she annoying at times? Yes absolutely but do i really like her character also yes absolutely um yeah so then i'll also say one thing that had me absolutely feasting on this book is that oh also we should probably talk about the fact that this book is a vampire book like Charlie Manx is a vampire. How many Christmas vampire books do you know? I don't know very many. And also he's not like he's not the generic kind of vampire. He's not like, "Oh, I'm going to suck your blood" kind of vampire. No, he drains the life out of the children so that he can stay young forever. But he doesn't suck their blood. And also, like, he continuously denies any kind of pedophilia. Which I'm like, thank you, Joe Hill. It's about damn time someone did that with their vampires. Um, 
And yeah, I will say there is like a lot of talk about sexual assault in the film or in the 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 book Bing is just terrible and does terrible things with the parents. Um so that is in here a lot, but I don't remember anything really being described it's just kind of like mentioned as an afterthought you're never set and seen with it and yeah so yeah okay so the other thing that had me like feasting on this book is the fact that it has references to horns in it um there are characters in this book who kind of use these objects to go to like go from reality into thought or into like some kind of idea of reality and during which there's multiple times in the book where charlie manks mentions the treehouse of the mind which i think is iggy's treehouse but then what that means for iggy I don't know. Is he all like, is he? Oh my God, Liza, I just had a terrible thought. No, no. I think I know what you're going to say. Say it. You don't think that he wasn't in reality, do you? Like how Charlie Manx can go to Christmas land and be in that land. You don't think that Iggy could go in the treehouse and come out and be in thought land. And therefore, everything that happened with the horns and... <laughs> oh God. I wish you hadn't said that because that is not what I thought you were going to say. What did you think I was going to say? I thought that you were like that insinuating that maybe Iggy was gonna one day become kind of evil like Charlie Manx because of the trauma of having been given like a gift like that and I said I don't think so but then what you said <laughs> is worse and more possible I'm gonna go with that. no dog that's a no from me we gotta call Joe up Joe ask- please explain Oh, yeah, that can't be true. No, no. Put it out of your thoughts and carry on. <laughs> that hurt my feelings a lot, but I'm going to say it's not true. Um, But yeah, so I've been thinking a lot about that and kind of dissecting that and piecing it apart. I also just love the fact that you can create a reality you can create like a story where all of your timelines, like all of your stories are taking place in the same reality. You know what I mean? Like it's almost the fact how like a lot of slasher films almost exist in a world without other slasher films, but Scream exists in a world with other slasher films, which makes it meta, which puts it ahead of the rest in my humble opinion. But like Joe Hill literally was like, while Vic McQueen is fighting Charlie Manx, 
well, while Vic McQueen is discovering that she can ride her her bike across the shorter way bridge that doesn't exist anymore, Iggy is meeting Marin. And when Vic McQueen is 17 years old and having her first like run in with Charlie Manx that ends very poorly, like Marin is, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just so interesting to think like there's overlap with these timelines. And then on top of that, he mentions Pennywise in the book which then i'm like okay slay he could do that because he's joe hill and that's that's like that's the sun you know but also it makes you think then while vic mcqueen is you know discovering she can cross the shorter way bridge at that time the loser club is fighting pennywise for the first time and even fast forward while Vic McQueen is, you know, living her normal life, normal, you know, going crazy or whatever she was doing. Um, the Lucis Club is coming back together to fight Pennywise again. Like, so then Pennywise. I don't know. It just it adds so many layers to it to be like, okay, these are things that are in idea land. They're in thought land. This is a false, not like a false reality, but this is like a thought up kind of reality. And you put Pennywise in it and think about what that means for it, you know, so many years after it was written. And then it's also like Christmas land, bad. Pennywise, bad. Treehouse of the mind, question mark. I don't want the treehouse of the mind to be bad. I want that to be like a good place, a good sleigh place. But I don't know. I just don't know. Joe Hill, if you have the answers, let us know. Um, because I'll talk about horns with you all day. And I'll flatter you. And um, I don't know. Also, in Joe Hill news, he's taking a break from Hill House Comics so that he can focus on his novels. Which literally, I don't know why it like didn't occur to me that we could have another joe hill novel like soon but we literally could that's insane so many i love okay off topic i love working in a bookstore because i love when books come out and i get to be like oh my god that's like my favorite author and they're coming out with a new book that's insane wild so anyways, um, that's my tea on that. And that's all she wrote. Um, I don't know why this is the thing I decided to focus on. Um, but I just something I also want to applaud Joe Hill for is he does a phenomenal job with depicting how 
scary rapists are without including any scenes that specifically like showcase the brutal harm Mm -hmm. of a woman because like with horns obviously and then with bing in this and then it's never said but i kind of get the vibe that the guy from the black phone is a pedophile rapist and all three of those men are so are honestly some of the scariest villains i've ever read Mm -hmm. but there's no like graphic gratuitous descriptions of assault that i think a lot of other male authors like to do as a way to show that like rape is scary like we know like we're Mm -hmm. like but he does it in such a way that it's just like really like 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 you said like bing is so scary but it's never actually described right i don't know i just like that i think there's something scary about like hearing being talk about it afterwards yeah like, oh, we had so many talks about love and i'm like no they were trapped in your basement like, right. like also bizarre he is really santa claus like i think you're like supposed to be santa claus and then i'm also glad that you brought up the fact that nosferatu is a vampire book because it's so funny to me even though that's the title i always forget that charlie is a vampire mm-hmm. because We have such a rigid, I think, view of what a vampire is, like we talked about a few episodes ago, that, like, when you're actually reading the book and you're not thinking about the title, like, he is kind of more just like a child catcher. Um, Or, like, a witch, even. Yeah. He's a Pied Piper. Yeah, yeah, he is. You know who else is a Pied Piper? The guy from Black Phone freddy krueger but he's also a pedophile allegedly is freddy krueger a pedophile um yeah he's uh, the okay here's how i feel about this the parents say that he was doing awful things to their children but like i feel like i feel like we don't know that for sure and i feel like a lot of the I feel like a lot of the parents were like bullies. Also, who like this is such an interesting question because what horror villains are secretly pedophiles and that you didn't even think of? Like, is Pennywise a pedophile? No, I think Pennywise. Okay, this is why I think the Joe Hill, Joe Hill putting Pennywise in this is interesting because I don't think. Like, obviously, Pennywise is some kind of monster and not an actual person and i really like again i didn't finish it but there's a whole chapter in it that's about like hate crimes yeah against lgbtq people yes specifically like a a gay couple and i think that pennywise is actually just a personification of hate because he's especially also mean to the girl and then the black kid 
because Charlie Manx is not a pedophile, like you said. No. He, and it's, again, a terrible guy. Horrible guy. Horrible. But he actively will tell you how against pedophiles he is. Right. And so that's why I kind of asked about um, Pennywise. Because I was like, that's interesting that both King and Hill, a lot of the times, choose to focus on kids. Mm-hmm. But there's not that many instances. I mean, it obviously has that really weird scene where we're not going to talk about um, that is, you know, um, yeah. <laughs> debatable on what's Thanks. going on. But um, yeah, it's interesting that like not every person that's associated with kids in a horrific way has to have that added trauma of being a pedophile. And mm-hmm. like I said, I think the guy from the Black Clone is... I also think that he is. But Charlie Manx is not. And he captures just as many children, if not more. Right. He just so, uses them to stay youthful forever. Which is Even a witch he, thing. True. Because witch, witches never get accused of being um, predators, mm-hmm. even though they suck the lives out of children for youth. Like, you never think the witch in The Witch is a, is, is a pedophile. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's Even when that baby's naked and she like runs her hand down him, that's I, true. And she I didn't little boy on the mat, right? But I didn't think that. I just thought, <laughs> no, me too. Actually, As a little boy. I'm like, she's capturing him. Like that's how she's getting him because that was his sin. You're right, right. right. Sins of that, the that was his. That's what was gonna draw him away. But like with the baby, I think she was just like his skin. Yeah, you know she I mean? just really wanted some of that. She's like, delicious. that's good. Use youthfulness so yeah that's it's just like in- when you get a turkey and you slap it exactly you're not being inappropriate to the turkey no i just have <laughs> so much respect for joe hill honestly like i love that man me too i want to read all of his stuff right now he's the only man we know actually i don't know any other ones i, I don't know any other ones. King, don't know him don't know him how fun oh, i'm glad you liked it that was fun last year because I read it with Krampus by Brom, who's maybe one of my other favorite dudes. Mm-hmm. Who also doesn't creep me out. No. Stephen King creeps me out. Yeah. Tons of other male horror writers creep me out. Male writers that aren't horror that I like anyway, like Murakami, creeps me out. But yeah, something Murakami. like Brom and Joe Hill, I'd feel safe in a room with mm-hmm. both those motherfuckers. Um, Something made me... This is a little bit off topic, but I saw a post the other day that it said like sub, it said like the genres of fiction and it had a whole bunch like literary fiction, classic, and it had magical realism. Yeah. And it made me really kind of sad that like Murakami was the one book that was magical realism. It's also just like there's like everybody go back to our like I think our first Latin American History Month episode where we talk about the history of magical realism it's obviously all been a thing in Japan for a really long time too but like that genre was born in Latin America mm-hmm. and there's so many female authors from Latin America who slay I was gonna say I really feel like we we gotta give it to the women guys we gotta give it to the women and I also think it's so interesting because it's another genre that white people haven't quite figured out how to do it yet Mm -hmm. 
name one work of like English or American magical realism that's like really really good like I liked Bunny but is she Eastern European as well Mona Awad because the Eastern Europeans are actually don't know she seems doesn't her name seem like she could be Let's I'm looking see. it up she's Canadian. Canadian oh she looks like she could be something Oh, Egyptian. There we go. And Serbian. That's why, because... Girl knows what's up. African continent, and then um, the Eastern Europeans, obviously Kafka, you know, we have to hand some magical realism to the Eastern Europeans. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the West slash Global North has not really figured out magical realism yet, and I just find that kind of funny. She went to Brown. Slay! Oh, yeah, because we think, Majess and I decided that we think Bunny kind of takes place at Brown because the way she describes it kind of feels like Providence. Jealous. Hey, that could be you. We don't know. We don't know. Um. Okay, you guys want to hear about some spooky scaries? Yeah. We could make a wonderful gift for Christmas. <laughs> Um. Oops, I almost started playing my audiobook. Yeah, so I read the scary book of Christmas lore. I didn't write it because it didn't feel really writable, but I love this book. I think I gave it like four stars. Um, so I guess I'd give it like a, I don't know, seven point five, eight out of ten in terms of our rating scale. I really liked it. It was really, really, really fun for nonfiction, and I'm looking back at it now. And each of the 50 chapters is actually under five minutes. Some of them are even like three minutes. Um, So really quick read if you were to pick this up or if you want to listen to it between now and Christmas time, you have time to do it. So most of these spooky creatures are from Europe, obviously, because it's Christmas is Christian. There is a section about... I guess Japan has recently started celebrating Christmas in the last like century or so just for like the fun of it. And so they do have some cool like yokai type creatures that come out around Christmas. Um, and then of course there's also Mexican Christmas, which I wish there had been a little bit more. Maybe there's just not that much Mexican lore um, or Latin American lore around Christmas time. Like maybe they just don't have as many horrific creatures as they do in Europe um but there's only one story from Latin America so that's something I'd be interested in kind of like looking up in the future but the rest of these all take place in Europe and they are so scary the bulk of them come from the Alpines so like a lot of these bitches are from Austria um which spoiler alert Austrians are so racist um they're so racist and a lot of Europe is actually super racist including like Denmark um Belgium France um Germany used to be racist but they're doing much better <laughs> um but so I will just say there is like a few entries in this book that talk about they do blackface a lot in Europe and especially around Christmas time and it's just super bizarre. They do it in Spain, too, around, like, Carnival, which is in, like, February, I think. Um, 
but there's a couple and the guy did a really good job at like explaining like yeah this says this is racist like what's going on over here in austria is not great um but i'll just say like some of these some of these are not just like scary creatures from the woods like some of them are like people that just dress up in blackface um which is insane um but let me see which ones were my favorite because there's literally 50 so I'm not going to be able to talk about all of them well obviously there was Krampus um who's like the Yule Lord he's from Austria um and his whole bit is that he like all of these let me just preface this as well like all of these are like to punish children basically Europeans love to just like scare the shit out of um kids which I love um like I have a German friend here and she's always telling us about um like the stories that she used to read growing up like the children's books they'd have you read and they were all like oh well if you do this like you're gonna get murdered and if you do this your whole family's gonna get killed and if you do this your house is gonna burn down like they just love to scare the shit out of children over there in Europe um so that's what this book was largely about. Um, there is one, I think it's the Belschnickel, Belschnickel, who I really liked. He is basically a drag queen. Um, so he dresses up like a, he's like a monster, kind of like Krampus, but he like dresses up like a woman. Um, and does drag which I thought was really freaking fun and he's apparently still a thing in like Amish areas of the United States so that's also scary <laughs> um there's a lot of like um yeah Frau Perched uh Frau Goda there's like a lot of like um winter witches basically which gives context to why I wanted to originally read Thistlefoot because I always view Baba Yaga as being a winter witch, and she is, um, but that just, that book just didn't have the, I thought it was going to be, like, kind of, like, solstice and or, like, Hanukkah vibes, because obviously Baba Yaga is Jewish, um, but I found out after reading this book that maybe, because this book didn't just have a Christmas lore, it had, like, winter solstice lore, too, um, that maybe Baba Yaga is not associated with winter at all. And I just kind of thought that. So there's some of that for you. Um, let's see what else is there. It had the original story of the Nutcracker, which was really freaky and had like the, so the Rat King now is usually just portrayed as one rat, but he used to have like seven heads and he like bites Clara and like it's all very spooky um so they have that in here um there's a really freaky thing from Wales which is called the Mary Lind I think it's pronounced um and it's like a a skeleton of a deer basically that's kind of like walking around it's usually on stilts when they do it nowadays it's got like a cape on. Um, that's really freaky. There was one Irish one. And now I can't find it. Um, but it wasn't that scary. The Irish one wasn't freaky. Um, 
he also tries to find the origins of Santa. Um, kind of theorizing that he probably, I mean, like St. Nicholas, we know is, is a thing. Um, but also theorizing that maybe it came from some sort of Scandinavian lore, um, as there's a few figures who were like, they were dark figures as well. Like they would like punish you if you weren't a good kid. But yeah, so there were some of those. There's one I really like from Finland, which I already knew about. And it's a Christmas goat um, who I think basically kind of like just kicks you to death if you're a bad kid, which is kind of fun. Um, and I really like that. Um, there is some people believed in Christmas werewolves, which is a weird thing, um, as well as Christmas spiders. Um, the it has the origins of the song Good King Wenceslas, which people sing as if it's a cheery song, but he actually got stabbed and impaled King Wenceslas. Um, and that's partially what that song is about. So that's, you know, that's a little spooky. Um, what else? There's just so much weird shit in here that I'm like. Bloody Thomas, the Wild Barbaras, the Knocking Knights. These are just some of the like names of the the night folk. So yeah, a lot of these were just like to get kids one to be good, two to like stay inside during the winter, three to um get them to like do their chores and stuff. Um. And then I think it was just a lot of like trying to explain away things in a time that's not obviously like modern technology and modern science. And like, it's like, I get it. Like, imagine being, imagine it's just like, you know how it gets like dark during winter and it gets cold and everything's like kind of just bleak and you're like, well, what the hell's going on? Like, imagine that happening in like the 1700s and you're just like I don't really know what's going on and this is scary um and there's like noises in the woods that I can't explain you know what I mean so like they're just trying to kind of like explain their life which I get it um I'm trying to think if there's one I should highlight in particular oh hey Stella um Sorry, I'm just looking through all of them. They really got something going on in the Alpines. Like, those people should probably be checked on um, mentally because I'm a little worried for them. Also, they still have Krampus festivals in Austria um, to this day. And I don't know if you've seen that on TikTok, but, like, people, like, get dressed up like Krampus. Hi, Stella. We got a visitor. Hi, Stella. Hi, sweet Stella girl. Oh, tail wagon. Yo, you're so cute. That's where I saw on FaceTime, Stella. You can say hi to her. Hi, Gwen. Hi. Hi. She is so cute. Oh, my God. And she likes to step right on my 
right on my computer. I feel like she's like, where is that voice coming from? I know she she doesn't really get it. She's I still do not understand. That's okay. It is okay. That's okay if you it's nothing scary. That's okay if you don't understand. Oh um what was that? She sneezled. Oh bless you. That, oh it's because she I have I have hair products in and I think she smelled it. She breathed it in. Um the Mary Shelley did a um had a Krampus party and everyone dressed up as Krampus. No way, that's so yeah, cool. They did like a little Krampus parade. I love that. That's really fun. Um I'm gonna look up um Okay, so I'll tell you guys about one that I kind of didn't touch on that goes into how, like, um, they used to think ghosts kind of came out around this time of year. Um, so this is a specific, specific, specifically a Yule um, happening in Europe. And it's called The Wild Hunt. Um, and I actually read a book with this title, but the book was not this. So I think they kind of just like appropriated that. Um, but basically, hold on, let me pull it up. And this is another one, too, that I think they were kind of using it to, like, ex like explain away scary things that were happening because it would be, like, the sound of the wind was, like, the ghost. And, like, if there was, like, a big storm, then that was, like, the gods, like, doing whatever. But this specifically... Wait, that's actually so interesting. This is different than the way the guy described it in the book. So it's the same idea with like, it's a haunted hunting party, basically. Um, So you would kind of wait for all the ghosts to go running by your house. Um, And that's why I'm like, oh, it kind of has to deal, I think, with like hearing the wind blowing and it being so dark during this time of year. And Yule's obviously the shortest night of the year. And so they were like, oh, the ghosts are coming out. But the way this person describes it is that it was a monthly event in Yule during Yule of a ghostly procession in the winter sky. And it took place in Europe, obviously. And so now I'm wondering, because the way the guy described it in the book, like I was picturing it as like a ghostly hunting party, like running through the woods or like running past people's houses. Um, but. And it wouldn't just be ghosts, it would be like demons and stuff, too, which I think is how kind of Krampus um, works into that. But I wonder if this idea of it being in the sky, like kind of reminds me of the northern lights. And that's another, like, natural phenomenon that, like, the freaking Anglo-European, like, pre-Germanic, pre-Christian Germanic mind <laughs> could not comprehend. And so now I'm kind of wondering if 
the wild hunt was low-key a way to explain like the winter wind with the and storms while being able to see the um uh northern lights and that could be kind of cool actually um because the northern lights are obviously associated with santa as well north pole um so that's kind of fun but yeah to make a really long story short this book just had all sorts of really really fun tales like this the 13 yule lads um saturnalia which was always we used to celebrate that when i took latin class and it's basically you just go absolutely bananas or it's a roman holiday um Nicki minaj roman holiday and you just like literally go insane um during the month of december and so i think we get a lot of like the partying um during modern like christmas time um from saturnalia from that here's wait let me just pull up one more because this could be fun. Christmas. It could make a gift. What is this? Ooh, I hate this. This is the Irish one. I don't think they still do this. And if they do, and I see this, I'm going to be so scared but it's called the murmuring and it's basically like a yule time like procession um and it was a similar to another one that's kind of similar to halloween where you do this parade and you go house to house but i think yeah the reason you're covering your face is to like hide yourself from the spirits that are all wandering around and like the fey folk and like which is like something that you do during halloween you're like that's the whole point of halloween is you're like dressing as a monster so that the monsters can't see that you're a person um and this is the this is the same idea what just eat off the floor She just ate something off the floor. What did you do? I don't know. Couldn't have been anything that bad. It was probably toast or something I ate in here. Um, but look at these, Marissa. I wish the people could see this. Can you see that? No, I'm going to send it to you. It's so scary. They're like, they look like living scarecrows. And I hate them. And so if I see one of these when I'm out and about this weekend... I will throw something at them because that is so scary. Like I said, I guess it's still a thing in some parts of Ireland. Like, um, it looks like it might still be a thing in Donegal. Um, but, oh my God, it's so scary. I, I don't know why I hate it, but I do. They look like clowns too, which is really scary. But yeah, it's called the murmuring, which is also just scary. Like, hello? Hate that. Like, like, imagine if your parents were like, oh, don't go outside. Like, the murmuring is happening. And then you look outside and these motherfuckers are walking down the street. Nope. I hate them. 
It's bizarre. They are so scary. They are so scary. So it's like my... Um... Yeah, Masquerade. They still do it in Donegal. Which is not that far from me. And they sing and stuff. <gasps> oh no. I know. You, you imagine you are walking down the street and those motherfuckers come behind you and they are singing. Mm. I would get the hell out of Dodge. Like, yeah. I don't mess with that. At the same time, though, how cool is that? Like, so cool. I really think we should bring back Christmas being even scarier than Halloween. I just saw the scariest picture of the murmuring. Dude, this would be such a good um, horror story. Like, it's just called The Murmuring. And then it's like a short story about like these. I don't know why this one specifically is freaking me out so much because it's clearly children. But I just hate the vibes. I'll send it to you. Um, but yeah, Marissa, you should read this book and then you should tell Silvio scary stories about um, all the little scary things in the book. I absolutely should. That'd be so funny. There's another cute one from Scotland. It's not cute, but the name is cute. It's called the Nuckleby. Um, and it's like a sea spirit that comes and steals your food. There's also a Christmas cat from Iceland that I think will st- if you don't leave out food for it, it kills you. I love the Christmas cat. That's it's so cat. And he think he walks on two legs too and like talks. Um, that's exactly what I want him to do. Yeah, and that's the same thing as the goat from Finland that I mentioned. That if you're bad, he like kicks you. Like if you like don't wash your socks or whatever. Um, also, leaving coal used to be a good thing because you needed coal for the fire. Oh, so I don't know how that turned into being bad. Like bad kids get coal. Like no, bad kids used to get absolutely murdered. Mm-hmm. Like if you were a good kid, you got coal, and that's how the racist thing happened too. Because there would be these little sidekicks for the different monsters that were like little black people, basically. But the way that the Austrians were like trying to explain it was they were like, "Oh, they just have ash all over their face. That's all." But they look exactly like, you know, where you like draw like the big red lips and the white around the eyes and they play a little instrument like I'm like, no, y'all Austrians are just simply being racist. Um, mm-hmm. The way they explained it was like, I think the monsters would have coal for the good kids, actually. And then they'd have like a stick to beat the bad kids with. But then okay. their sidekicks would have ash all over their face. But then there's some context that says they were people that were like taken from Africa. So it's really Christmas not only has a very spooky past, but a racist past, which should be examined further. And that's, that's that. yeah, it's kind of weird. But I just love that kind of thing. What's even the point of the sidekick? I don't know. Like, that's what I'm like. And some European countries have started to ban, like, depictions of those characters in their parades. Like, they said, like, you can't have whatever this person is in blackface anymore. But some countries like Austria are like, 
bring them on in. Like, they're like, come on. They do it in Spain, too. They do the blackface. I think I said that already, but they still do it. Um, They love it. <laughs> I'm like, I, the, honestly, the good thing is you can't get away with that in America anymore. Oh. Like, I don't even think in the Deep South you could get away with that. Maybe, honestly, maybe in a sundown town, but like in like New Orleans or something at Mardi Gras, you're not going to see anybody in blackface. And if you do, they're going to get punched in the face, you know? So, um, but that's the scary book of Christmas lore. Yeah. Yay, Christmas. Your blanket looks like a candy cane. It's niches. This my new pet, Mitch. It smells like Mitch. Silly Mitch. Um, how many weeks off? Oh my god. The cinnamon pentagram. <laughs> that is so funny. And I made Sylvie put the, the elf in it. <laughs> the elf on the shelf is honestly scary. Yeah. I didn't have one when I was a kid and I think it would have scared the shit out of me if I did. Because I would have been like, why are you moving? Like, that freaks me out. Like, I bet you in like 100 years when it's not a thing anymore, people will find the Elf on the Shelf dolls and be like, that's the scariest motherfucker i ever seen in my life. Chip, Chippy, I think his Chip, name is. His name is Chippy? The Elf on the... His name is supposed to be Chippy. Ours name is Elf, Elfa. Also, it should not come with a name because how is Chippy in everybody's household? It should you should right. name it yourself, and that's your own special elf. Yeah, that's what we did. I don't know if this happens to you at your Barnes and Noble, but talk about racism. The blonde, the blue-eyed elves would always sell out before the brown-eyed elves because you can get the brown-skinned brown-eyed elves. Yeah, I don't know. And then people will be calling like three days before Christmas, like, I need a white elf. <laughs> and we'd be like, we only have black elves. Would you like it? And they were like, no. And I was like, who cares what race your fucking elf is? Like, yeah. by the brown your, elf. Your elf doesn't have to be the same race as you. He's not your family. He's not your family. He's an elf. Right. He's, He's an not elf. He's human human. Santa. You think Santa's going to check your house and be like, oh, these are white people. Let me send the white elf. No, no. Santa's going to go see if them kids being bad. He's going to dispatch every elf he has in his army. I think it would be more realistic if the elf wasn't, <laughs> wasn't a white elf for my family. <laughs> I used to think that was so crazy because we'd be getting those phone calls and I'd be like, just I can put a brown elf on hold for you. Like, right. we might be the only place in you're, it's three days till Christmas. Like, you're lucky we even have any elves. Believe it or not, it is the same thing. It's this they're both wow. gonna stalk your kid. This is, they're both gonna it's gonna come with the same story. It's just gonna watch your kid. And the boy elves would always sell out before the girl elves, too. Yeah, the girls don't sell. I'm like, if I ever got a elf on the shelf, I'm getting the brown girl elf just to be crazy. Yeah. Because Who's buying her? I guess nobody, but I will. I definitely don't want the blonde girl elf. Uh -uh. She, she looks scary to me. I don't want a little white freak hanging out in my home. <laughs> I'm good. I don't need none of that. 
Um, so that's silly and goofy, actually. That is silly and goofy. Um, so next week, this episode comes out on the solstice. Mm-hmm. The next week, we won't be here. And then do we not come back actually till the we don't have an episode come out to the eleventh. Mm-hmm. So the next time you see us, hear us, it'll be the eleventh of January, twenty twenty four. Yep. And it'll be LSMR wrapped. Wrapped. Wrap it up. Yeah, kind of a little more bleak this year than last year when the with the number of books we read. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. That's okay. We read. We read really books. good books, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? It's going to be fun. So, slay. Merry Christmas. <laughs> happy New Year. And Happy New Year. And Happy Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah's almost over, if not over already. I was bad this year and didn't pay attention. Happy holiday that you celebrate. Yeah. Happy, happy season. Happy season. Happy Yule. Happy Yule. And we'll see you in 2024. 2024. That's crazy. You look like you skinned Elmo. I love that.